0: welcome to the Zanbergen report where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner bart Zanbergen.
1: welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers we are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen report i'm proud to bring in the movers shakers and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today so as the audience knows, most of our shows are financial and wealth management related. But every once in a while, I get to do something that's more lifestyle. And most people know part of my lifestyle is wine and, and things that go around wine. So I am so thrilled to have t- in the studio today, Will Blackman, who among other things is a wine aficionado. Will, welcome to the show. You have an excellent radio voice. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> or, or you should just like voice over books. <laughs> And I'll just listen to him and go to sleep.
1: Well, I've been told more I have a face for radio. So <laughs> Oh, cut it out. Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: right. I so I show my wife, so this dude's striking. You kidding me? <laughs> cut that out. You're right. Thank you though, I appreciate it. Yeah, family and family and wine, that's like our our yeah, connection right yeah, that's, there. That's our synergy. Yeah,
1: I think that's how we connect yeah. actually. Yeah, for sure. So um, just to, because I know you're not going to talk about it, Will. So I'm going I'm to give you a, a, a little bit of a. a I'm glad an you. Intro. I'm glad you got
2: that vibe that I'm humble. <laughs> yep, yeah, appreciate sure. it.
1: So for those who don't know, Will is an NFL. Uh, can I say retiree? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we could, right? Yeah. You're young enough to be my son and you're already retired. There's (laughs) something wrong with that. But anyhow. All right. So you were drafted in 2006 by the Green Bay Packers. You also played with the New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks, Jacksonville Jaguars, Washington Redskins, uh, as well as uh, Canadian Rough Riders and the Rough Riders within the Canadian I did spend some time up north. That was interesting. Yeah. Nice and warm. (laughs) Yeah. I was there for like a week. Oh. Uh, a whole week, huh? All right. Um, well, you've definitely covered some ground in North America. Um, apparently, you've got some wheels. Looks like your 100 <laughs> meters is 10.8. Is that still a good, is that a good speed for 100?
2: It, yeah, it, it won state. I mean, I, I did enough to win state, so I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and then professionally, I mean, I think this is profe- um, uh, impressive. So, first of all, what's the difference between a safety and a free safety?
2: Oh well, a strong safety. So that's what it would be a strong safety and a free safety. So yeah. strong safety, he's usually used more in like the run game, okay. and he's also aligned to the strong side of the field. Yeah, free safety, he's the one that's usually that stays in the post and he okay. protects the deep passes. Got it. All right. If you were to take a body, maybe a ten pound difference, maybe fifteen pound difference, depends.
1: It gets that specific. It in, could in the, really. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. But to continue with your accolades. (laughs) Uh, Please, please. Please. Do tell. Don't stop now. Uh, The fourth player in NFL history to accomplish the feat of a kick and fumble return in the same game, and the first since 1974. And in nine games, you recorded four solo tackles and a pass deflected. Whoa. That's pretty cool.
2: It was 17 degrees that day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you know how to operate in the cold.
2: Yeah, it was it, that was interesting because um, bef- before that game, I, I went through a lot of injuries. Um, my my first year, I broke my foot, and then ended up going to injury reserve. In the second year, I broke my foot again. Same foot. Same foot. And I just remember that the general manager, late Ted Thompson, who uh, former GM of Green Bay Packers, I remember going to his office. I was like, "Please do not put me on injury reserve again." You know, yeah. like, I. You know, I don't think it's that bad, even though it does hurt like hell. Yeah. But he he spoke to the the trainers and he was like, You know what? It it didn't fully break this time. So, you know, we still believe in you. Like just, you know, get treatment, just rest for a couple I think I rested for like a month maybe. Yeah. And then I came back that Raider game, uh the statue just read and, and yeah, had my first two touchdowns in that game. <laughs> I was like wow. thank I was like, wow. Thank God I didn't put my injury sir <laughs>
1: <laughs> That is fantastic. Yeah. All right. I mean, there's a little bit more here, so I think.
2: Well, you got right to be careful you read. This, this is 12 years of stuff, so I, <laughs> I, 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 we, we got to get. We, let's make sure you can read it, but let's get into your stuff, your show. Oh, work are coming. We're coming. Okay, I, just,
1: I, I think this is good stuff. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I have this last highlighted, and then we're going to talk about your Super Bowl, which was against New England Patriots. It was. And Brady obviously was. Brady was, was pretty, there, yeah. Brady oh, was there for yeah. like 100 years. All right. So that was Super Bowl 47. So what year was that?
2: 204746 46, 46 uh,
1: i believe I can't tell with the roman numerals Roman
2: numerals 40 yeah. yeah 6 I'm terrible at roman numerals but I know that one was 46
1: Yeah you're right you're right
2: <laughs> XLVI that's 46
1: right <laughs> just like, So I entered it in, <laughs> in Google with VII <laughs> Did you realize that what <laughs> I'm like wait X is before the yeah, so that L, was so it's minus 10
2: 2011
1: All right Okay um, and then in a 2008 with the Packers, you returned a punt 76 yards for a touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings and the list goes on and on. So
2: that was a good one too. That punt return. Yeah. That's a funny story because at this time, uh, Shauna, who was my fiance at the time, not my wife, yeah. she, she never seen me play before. Yeah. And, and she, she didn't really care. Not that she didn't care, but she, that didn't, it wasn't important to her that I played football. Like yeah. it wasn't a big deal. Yeah and she she never watched a game never seen me play so i remember this is the f- first game she's ever gone to was monday night football and i'm like i need to do something to like, him <laughs> like i like I, <laughs> I i need to i need to go a touchdown i like i have to and i just remember the the first half of the game i'm i'm doing everything in my power to score and i'm i'm putting my team in like bad field position i'm making silly decisions and people <laughs> people are like what's wrong with him like what is he doing yeah no no one knows but me that i like my fiance <laughs> yes, is right there so. and i'm trying to score <laughs> and I remember um, a former player Robert Brooks he was on our sideline and he called me over he goes look you know just relax when you catch the punt just get just get the first 10 yards and he's trying to reason he's like look if you average 10 yards per return you'll probably be top 5 in the in the entire NFL yeah so if you had a good average you're good so I'm like all right I'll just get the first 10 so caught the first one got the first 10 yards I was like, okay, cool. That was a good return yeah. and caught the second one. I got the first 10 yards and then I got 10 more and I'm still running <laughs> and <laughs> I'm still running. <laughs> and I, and I ended up scoring and I was like, oh my gosh, like, like it worked. Yeah. And then I, my teammates came to celebrate and I just, I just ran to the, the stands. I was, I just ran over there because yeah. I was like, see, I, see? see what I, I, can do actually, I actually am not that bad. You know, <laughs> I'm not that bad, but that was, that touchdown was cool. That was a special one too. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so cool. For me, not for her. <laughs> she, I wonder if she even remembers her this day. Yeah, I think. Maybe. I know. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, um, I do want to talk about kind of your progression into wine. Because we're talking about football. We're yeah. going to get to wine. So I know you were born on the East Coast, Rhode Island. Uh, you grew up with your your dad and your grandmother. I know you lost your mom at an early age. What what was that like?
2: Uh, you know, it was interesting because uh, I was around six years old. And she ended up passing. She had Crohn's. Uh-huh. And I found out later, maybe in my mid twenties that actually it was from like malpractice. I think she had surgery from the crohns and it was a malpractice so it it was interesting um you know, I was a total mama's boy when I was younger I uh, did everything with her, but that was the probably the first and only time I see my my father cry, you know, but I think what was interesting was uh what happened afterwards like no one no one that really grieved you know it was. My dad went to work. I actually signed up for football. That you know later on, you know everyone else just went about their business, mm-hmm. and so that was actually like a, a double edged sword for me because I was able to handle the worst of the worst and still go about my business. And I think that's where it stemmed from. Mm-hmm. And it so happens that maybe football was. Why I was able to do that, you know, that was the outlet, that was the escape. So then yeah. I realized when things weren't going well in football, whether it was an injury or get released or something happened, I didn't go. I had nowhere else to go to, you know. So I, I, I just recently kind of made that discovery uh, later in my career once I started dealing with adversity. But um, you know, we we ha- we have a tight family. I have an older brother, uh, an older sister, and and my father. All of us are still really close. And yeah, so in, instead of instead of like looking at that and you know, kind of like poor me, whatever. I, yeah. I I try to like celebrate her life as much as I can. Yeah, you know, versus.
1: So you were six, Were you are? You were already playing and into football that much. Yeah, at, that I, I started flag football at six years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And did it become? Was it a passion for you that young? Or do you? Yeah, think- I was a crazy kid.
2: I was. I was the kid that sat in front and watched everything, and was like, "I want to do that when I get older." Like that was me for sure, no question about it. So when I signed up to play, I I couldn't wait to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And did you, when you talk about adversity, um, were like during school, high school, pop Warner, college, um, were things falling into place, or was it something that you was really a challenge for you to get to where you wanted to be, or were you just more of a natural?
2: Yeah, you know what it was. I was, I was always curious and i think maybe i'm the baby in the family too so i was always curious what everyone was doing so when it came to being like, like a competition i would i would think i'm pretty good but then i would find who else people think is good and i was like okay well how good am i let me how how do i measure up if people think this person is really good yeah so i would do that at, at every single level you know as flag even peewee football or i would go to i remember i went to Boston College football camp when I was 13 going on 14. Wow. And, you know, they had all these guys on scholarship, and I was like, okay, well, let me get around them to to see where I am or how much work do I have to do, you know? And so I would always embrace every single challenge. So I wasn't afraid to get, like, my butt kicked, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you think, was that instilled in you somehow by your, I don't know, by your mom, your dad, or is that something you just feel is innate
2: um I again, I think it's just being the youngest, mm-hmm. you know I always my brother was way bigger than I, <laughs> way bigger than me <laughs> yeah. is is still yeah, and I would always like you know go after him or challenge him or or challenge my dad, or I don't know, I just enjoyed i enjoy that in any in any field or any time we played outside, I was always the youngest, yeah, so I was so used to having to find my way uh to get things done, so yeah, I think that's was just. Transfer. or even even to the pros, where I'm going against somebody who has unbelievable numbers. Where most people are like, "Man, you know, I, I hope things don't go wrong this weekend." Yeah. Where I'm like, "Man, this is a this is a great opportunity." opportunity yeah, I can't I fun, can't yeah. wait I can't <laughs> wait to go against this guy. You know, if he wins, something, great, but I'm gonna try to win as more than he you know yeah. wins against me.
1: Yeah. I think I see motivational speaker in your future. Oh, dude, <laughs> that,
2: people already got me, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> I've been flying to places before COVID to do stuff, so it's been oh, yeah. so like sales so it's teams, happened. like I sales teams, you know, because okay. they're they're the one they're the comp- they're the athletes, the competitive ones that yeah. get nose a lot. Yeah, so oh, I love uh, it. Yeah, I enjoy it, but I enjoy it more for especially w- where we are in Orange County to these athletes here. Yeah, because it's crazy. Like the sports here are, are absolutely crazy, and these kids, um, they're talented, but mentally like not as strong
1: as people think yeah and I'm not so you say here in Orange County so I I see a different I've born and raised here in Orange County and and yes we did sports when I was younger but it and then I have kids actually about your age um it it seems now today like with the sport teams and the amount of pressure that are put Mm -hmm. on kids it seems like there's just a lot more pressure and um Emphasis put on it than it was when at least when I was younger.
2: No, I agree. You know, especially with all these camps and all the all the social media, like yeah. everyone thinks their kids should go Division One. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> you
0: know, like you guys have no, <laughs> no idea.
2: Yeah. You know, there's there's one kid um, who I'm super proud of. His, his name is uh, Brayden. He goes to San Juan Hills, and Brayden Pagan. And I just remember speaking to him a few years ago. I'm like, okay, you know, everyone's gonna You're from, you know, Ladera. You know, everyone's going to – they don't think you're tough. You're a nice kid. Yeah. You know, you have to, like – you have to find some way to, like – they always – that saying, right? Get that that dog out of you or or that mentality. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. And he's like, no, I hear you, Coach, and he's such a sweet, like, nice kid. Yeah. So during COVID, you know, they still had seven-on-seven leagues and, and all these football leagues that were in, like, L.A., there were kids that were like five stars, kids that would just run their mouth. Like there were tougher areas, and he and he would go to these tournaments, and it's almost like they like you know forced it out of him. Like there was, he got into one altercation where he was just like cussing up a storm, yeah, and everyone was like, oh, you know, break it up, break it up. I pulled Braden, I was like, Braden. What are you doing? I was like, "Good job, Reading. That's where I like. I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, "That's what I like to see." That's how you get upset. But Brandon, watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and but that got it out of him, you know. And then every time he got to, um, you know, got to go against other players, other of higher caliber, he would just like, okay, now he has it in the mindset, I'm just gonna go for it and yeah. find out. And he kept doing that the whole the whole year, and then you know, finally the other day he got his first offer from Utah. First Division One offer. Oh, wow. Because they, people saw what they wanted to see. They want to know yeah. like, like mentally, yeah, like, can you, can you handle it? Right. You know? Right. And that's, that's, I think that's the biggest thing with anything. I see it in our son who's 10 years old. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wild. Wow.
1: So this could be a good uh, parlay into your, now your wine uh, career and wine business and wine enthusiasm because there is there's some discipline involved in getting the training that you've had. For sure. And um, uh, enthusiasm and so forth. And as as you were talking, I'm thinking about any professional athletes that I'm aware of that have gotten into wine. There's probably more. The only other one that I can think of other than you is baseball. Oh, no, it is football. Vince Ferragamo. Vince Ferragamo, yeah. Who's also a local Orange yep. County guy. And I think he actually has his own – is it Ferragamo Wines? or Or at least he has a winery. I don't know if it's – He has a winery.
2: In, I forget what it's called, but – yeah, because we have a family friend that knows that family very well, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, there may be others, but I'm sure they're very few and far between. So, rock star, NFL football player, now wine. How did that happen? And while you're answering, I brought for us, as you can see here, it is daytime. So, I thought a rose would be great. I don't know if you're familiar with Promise. Promise, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is. Haven't a- had it, but familiar with it. All right. Well, it's going to. Change your world just a little bit. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So NFL to wine, how does that happen?
2: It happens because um, when I when I was drafted in two thousand six, I, I you know, they're making music over <laughs>
0: here. <you
1: know>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, in two thousand
2: six, I I always enjoyed wine, you know, in college and going into the pros, I'm like, well, you know, when I'm in Wisconsin, it's beer town, you know, and all these big dudes are drinking beer and whiskey and all this stuff and bourbon. So I'm like, I'm the one drinking wine. You know what (laughs) I mean? I don't know how that's going to look. However, that's the same year we signed Charles Woodson and he would, he would always take our group out to our position group out to dinner during away games. And that's when I found out that he really enjoyed. Not only did he enjoy wine, but he has his own wine. Okay. It was Charles Watson wines, and I was like, Psh, "This is like this is the baddest dude in the team." And he got he's they're not gonna say anything to him, yeah. you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna say nothing to Charles. And I thought it was super cool um, that that was the case for him, and so he made me even more comfortable to enjoy uh, wine. The fact that he did too. So that's kind of where it started. And then I would I got to go to all these, you know, cool. Uh, events in milwaukee and you know all these guys would take wine and swirled around and talk over my head you know all these big wigs about <laughs> yeah. about the legs which don't mean jack yeah. but i found out eventually yeah. unless you're doing a blind tasting you know and but but i i never felt slighted i always felt like i wanted to know more and so after that talking to those guys i would you know subscribe to, subscribe to all these magazines and all these things and get, by the way cheers yeah let cheers. me you, man. There really we go. Man. yeah there absolutely go.
1: Cheers some. to you Danielle, our operations <laughs> pinot noir rosé yeah i like pinot noir rosé that's pretty
2: good it's pretty good right it's pretty good oh, all right <laughs> so yeah. um, i wanted to know more so i end up subscribing to all these magazines and Whatever, Spectator, Vine Pair, whatever you want to know, just all these magazines to try to learn more. Yeah, but this this was the catalyst, and you're gonna crack up at this story. Okay, so I I call up the guy, and he invited me to dinner again, and so I remember he was talking. He had a glass of Burgundy, and he just swirling his Burgundy around and talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good, you know. I still knew nothing about varietals or anything. I just enjoyed. I was a typical, right? I liked a, a fruity red blend and a sweet white. <laughs> like that was, that was typical, you know, that that's how that's how most people start off, I believe. Yep, of course. And uh, he kept talking about this Burgundy. So some some things I, I like to enjoy on my own, I enjoyed, I'm a lone diner. Like I can go to a restaurant and sit like in the back and just, I want the experience and I people watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm with you, I'm with and you. And I went to this one restaurant and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I need to find this Burgundy. So Bart, this whole time I'm thinking Burgundy is his own brand. I had no idea. Right? Yeah. So I, I I get the wine list and I go to Burgundy. And I'm and like you see like twenty five. Oh my god, yeah. I was like, damn, dude, Burgundy has a lot. Like they got like 50 wines right here. And oh I was gosh. like, all right, I'm just gonna pick one. So I picked, you know, uh, I don't know what I picked at the time. And the Somali comes over, he brings the wine and he, you know, places it down and, and talks about it. And I said, Hold on. I said, I ordered Burgundy. He's like, I know. I said, this is not burgundy. He was like, yeah, it is. I was like, I said, dude, it's white. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay. I'll explain he goes, to you. Because I see what's going on here. Yeah, I see what's going on Yeah, here. Like, <laughs> going right. on here. And then he explained to me, right, Burgundy, uh, it's the region, if white, Chardonnay, if it's Red Pinot Noir, and he went over the whole thing. I was like, wait, so I have to know what it is based on the region? He was like, yeah, I was like, that's ridiculous. That's I said, ridiculous. but I enjoy it. I yeah. <laughs> I said, but I enjoyed it. And that, Uh-oh. again, that made me, like, curious. Yeah. Okay, now I want to, like, learn more. So I kept, yeah. you know, as you know, it's super hard to learn and study on your yeah. own. And I kept trying to do that. And eventually that's years later, um, I ended up seeing uh, Psalm, you know, uh, which really, yeah, which really motivator, right? Yeah. I was like, wait, this (laughs) is totally different on how to look at and evaluate wine. And then uh, that's when I found out Peter Neptune has his, he had a school here. Yeah. That's who I took. Okay. Okay. And so I immediately jumped in there and I just went to W set two, took that. And that just changed. Game changer. It changed everything. It changed everything how I thought about yeah. wine, like uh, not ne- non-subjective, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I remember going back to Washington when I was playing there, and you know, Le- good wine there. Yeah, in in Virginia. Um, oh, Washington, no, no, DC. Virginia. Yeah, I got it. Uh, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, but yeah, Walla Walla, no <laughs> doubt, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But Washington and Virginia is is a you know pretty cool wine region, and I'm right there in Virginia, I'm about 15 minutes from Leesburg. So w- what people didn't know. Even my teammates that after practice, I would put on like working boots and I would drive to the vineyards and I would literally work on the vineyards
0: after Did practice. Did you really?
2: I, I was I was curious, man. Wow. Curious will. That's a new curious children's well. book. <laughs> and I would, you know, you know, plant like Chomberchin or, you know, go inside and clean these things and tanks, whatever. Like I just wanted to know. And so Gosh. That's where yeah I became such a total nerd man like yeah. I was but I I really wanted to understand the true art like wine for me yeah was never and still is not about like the lavish lifestyle yeah you know sure it's fun like yeah we can enjoy that I love yeah all that stuff but it was like the true art and the true essence the same way I mentioned how I was such a historian with football and I loved yeah. as a kid as an adult it's, it's the same the passion same passion for, for education Jesus. really yeah for wine.
1: In '06, so you were still—I mean, you were earlier in your career, football career—and and and getting passionate about wine.
2: Yeah, I was. Right? I would say, I mean, '06 I started, but then maybe it took a while because I, I went through a lot in terms of like injuries and all yeah. this stuff, and trying to figure it out. My mind was just not where it was. So yeah. maybe like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen is kind of where it, it okay. really okay. You know, got
1: pretty crazy. Yeah. All right, so you're learning about wine, you're playing football. Um, I don't want to talk, we'll get to, maybe we might as well talk about it now. So we're about, you're fit, you know, still into fitness. Um, I like to think, you know, that's kind of, one of my passions as well. People don't often,
2: say kind of, just it, <laughs> it is.
1: <laughs> so, own it part. Um, people ask, well, how can, how can you drink wine and, you know, being working out and how can you stay in shape, you're drinking wine? And so my answer always is, Moderation. I, mean, I was it's, I was gonna say I don't get wasted every night, people. You know, what I'm saying? Um, so you, you ba- obviously you're balancing your love for wine and and sure. And um, I want to get into your fitness program too. Are you are you just genetically like this gifted maniac, or are you training hard? Probably a little
2: bit of both. <laughs> Thanks I'm not, for the honesty. No, I'm not gonna deny. Like, yeah, you know, I I did, but I I did like nourish it. You know what I mean? Like, I actually. Used it and played a professional sport, yeah.
1: but now today, like well, not f- no, no, today, but like in today, but
2: today, yeah, I mean, father time does hit everybody. So yeah. I do, I make sure I do something like every day, right? Whatever it is, you know, and yeah. and yeah, I, I have wine every single day, yeah, but again in moderation. I do like right. two um, like tasting pours, like I just yeah. have either I want to have a sip because I may I may have a new bottle. I just want to know what it's like. Yeah, maybe I want a little. Glass for dinner. With dinner, I yeah. Can't, My like, biggest glasses are probably right before bed. <laughs> <Those are probably laughs> yeah. what we put on Netflix, but yeah, yeah, I either I really enjoy like boxing. Yeah, I think that's because I actually boxed um, for training like during football. Yeah, because I'm like there's only so many football drills you can do, right. and I I can get bored training one yeah. way the whole time. Yeah. Um, Boxing training. Um, I I used to run a little bit. I had a couple of knee surgeries, so I have to be smart with that. Yeah. I do some like high intervals, like on the bike. Yeah, um, I'll go for. My wife is a she. She can walk for years, and so <laughs> I have to be careful when I go on walks with her.
1: Slow down, honey. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, oh yeah. I mean, she, so far we we do like two hour walks, which is cool. You know, we get yeah. we get to talk and do that. So yeah, I mix it up. But the but the biggest thing, and this was a game changer for me, was. You know, while I was playing, my first like five years, I did not have the greatest diet by any means. Okay. Right, I took advantage, like you said, of the genetic yeah. pool. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then my wife; she's such a health. She's a healthy eater. She yeah. gets all that. She understands everything. So yeah. started eating better. You know, got with her, and then even now we don't eat out as much. We cook at home yeah. a lot. Uh, our fridge is super colorful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, really? yeah. yeah. So th- I would say the biggest thing for me is. Um, I I eat way better than, than people think.
1: You know? So um, nutrition wise, great. I love this. Um, right up my alley. So are you? Do you lean in one? There's so many different things now. There's mm-hmm. the fasting. There's paleo. There's high protein, high carb. Or do you? Do you have a zone? Uh, if if I if I want to really.
2: Okay, like I want to get in TV shape, right? Yeah, I'll do yeah. intermittent fasting. You will? Yeah. So
1: I do that. What does that look like for you? How many hours of fasting? Um,
2: I, I eat, I do 16 hours, I
1: believe it is. Yeah. Okay. So I eat between um, like so tw- eat 12, 12 and eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 12 and eight. Wow. And you're getting all your calories in in the eight hours.
2: I'm get, but I'm getting like good calories though. Right. I may not, I may not hit all my calories, but if I right. try to hit anything, I try to hit like protein.
1: Yeah. So what, do you have any idea of what your, um, your protein carb fat percentage breakdown is just roughly yeah
2: no so it's funny i i try to get into the macros and then i just was like dude i i have so much going on you know even <laughs> even the my fitness pal like i don't feel I like paying for a membership app. yeah I love no that no app. it's fantastic but we don't always eat the same things all the time so
1: you always have to enter a new one
2: yeah so that that's great if like yes it's I'll, all in there it's all everything is in there it's in there but you know, we got like homemade recipes, man, like all kinds of <laughs> things that are just, oh, I just might go in and what if I do want a piece of beef jerky? I don't want to have to measure it. I don't want to just, I don't want to, I just want to eat it and go in my office or go in a room. Like,
1: <laughs> but so, but you do trend towards a higher, just higher protein when you're yeah, like. Yeah, I this, try to do, high, I
2: try to do higher proteins. Okay. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I, I, I don't really track as much as I used to. I I feel like I don't have the bandwidth to track anymore. Yeah. But I just, if anything, I just try to eat clean,
1: right? Yeah. It's like, Yeah.
2: I know going out to eat restaurants do everything to make it taste good.
1: Right. There's, it's near impossible to have a really, really healthy. You can, I mean, do your best. That's For the, sure. at least what I've learned. But here, it's the sodium content. You're ne- I mean, I, now I specifically ask. I'll just say no salt. I say I'm allergic to it or something like that. Right. And it still comes out with salt, but just not as much.
2: Well, because it probably goes down a line. Someone's like, boom, and then it's <laughs> yeah. like, you got to make it taste good, you know. So that's the biggest thing, man, is um, I, I love, you know, I start jump roping more. I start doing, like, cross training. Or I'll actually just go for a, a a calorie number, you know. Let's say if I'm trying to lose, like, a pound a week or whatever, yeah. I'll try to burn 900 to 1,000 per workout. For your workout. For my workout, Yeah, you know. What's your
1: intake calories? You're not tracking that either. I don't track that either. Yeah, you got a ballpark. You got a gut feeling. If anything,
2: I w- I'm under three thousand, okay. for sure. Yeah, I'm for sure under three thousand. Yeah,
1: you're not doing weights or much weight. I, you know, what? that's the
2: thing. I keep changing it up. Like I might, I, I might see like an inspiration. Like okay, yeah. I, I want to chest. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to get my shoulders and chest pretty good. And then um, I'll do that. And I'm like, Psh, dude, I cannot be a bodybuilder. I can, <laughs> I don't want to be in a gym for three hours, man. <laughs> like slow concentration curls. Like I don't want to do that, you yeah. know. And then I'll, I'm like, I still have my workouts from when I train. Because I put a yeah. gym in our garage because when I used to go train for football, I used to be gone for like five hours. And I'm like, I don't want to be gone that long. Yeah. I want to be home. Yeah, so It's like all my equipment there. And same thing, I'll do all that stuff and then I'll just be smoked. I was like, okay, where where's the happy medium where I can still burn a lot, have fun, and not like yeah, destroy myself. And sometimes weights will, will be too much. So yeah. that's where I was like, for me it's boxing. Okay. Cause that one I don't I just get a command. I, I follow this this guy, Nate Bauer Fitness. He does like high intensity boxing and I got a nice heavy bag. One of my pro guys sent it oh, to nice. me. Yeah. Yeah. So I just just destroy the bag, jump yeah. rope, yeah. and next thing you know, it's over. Um so I wear a heart monitor so I can. Tra- I, that's if anything I track with a heart monitor. Okay. Um, to make sure I like get these numbers. Right.
1: Everything shoulders good. You said you've already had some knee issues, right? Oh, I'm I am walking arthritic guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my
2: like got write to my foot. Yeah. In my hands, my knee, and my shoulders. Oh yeah. Okay. Think about it, I play football from six to thirty five. Yeah. That's a long <laughs> time. Twenty
1: nine years. Wow. Wow. Okay. A little bit more about wine. Like, we're out of time, but Danielle maybe let us talk a little bit longer. Yes. She's
2: kicking us out. Right. That's messed up. I mean, that's messed up, right?
1: No, she gave us – she was good. She's good. Um, so, tell – you're, like, you're in the wine business now. Tell us what that is.
2: Yeah, so I, I made the transition because initially, like, most athletes out now, I wanted my own wine label, right? And I started doing homework and talking to everyone new in the wine industry, mostly vintners, and they're like, look, you can have <laughs> the best grape, you have the best – winemaker the best whatever at the end of the day like any business you have to be able to sell a product can you move wine you know oh my gosh that's a good that's a good point you know you don't want to throw your money into something and then it doesn't work out so i started hanging out at wine shops to see what people are buying like i I actually asked the person too if they didn't mind me just hanging out (laughs) like i just (laughs) you you know you don't mind i'm gonna be here for like four hours literally (laughs) i'm not (laughs) even kidding and people like yeah and then it one of the places I would go to was the Wine Exchange over there okay. in Santa Ana, and it dawned on me, and I was like, like I have such a unique network of people. People always asking me for advice or how to help them. Yeah, I was like, why don't I just be the middleman? Why don't I just do have a concierge business where, yeah, I can personal buy, I can do sellers, I can, you know, curate experiences, trips, tastings, whatever it is, like just one stop shop. Yeah, and have a wine club. And so eventually, that's what happened. You know, I was originally. I originally went by the NFL wine guy, and then I was like, "Well, if I turn to a business, I'm probably gonna have to talk to the oh. NFL about <laughs> about, <laughs> using, might be an issue. <laughs> about using the acronym NFL." <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the wine MVP worked out because I felt like you can be the MVP of anything. It crosses over to any genre. Doesn't matter what it is. You give the most valuable whatever. Yeah. yeah. And the whole idea was, you know, I had experiences where people would talk over me and over my head about wine. It's like, no, we can we can still uh, respect the integrity of wine without. Disrespecting people. Right. You know, or, right. or talking at people. Sure, if someone wants to sit down and geek out on wine, sure. But at the end of the day, how can we make wine more approachable, less intimidating, you know? Like anything. How do you how are you less intimidated by something the the more knowledge you know about it? Sure. You know? Sure. And so that's that's my whole goal, that's my whole mission. That's why I'm taking CMS. You know, I'm W said, I got my CSW book, like I'm I'm just learning as much as possible. I just finished um, I took the wine business certificate course um, at Sonoma State. Oh, nice. And it took two, it took me two years and yeah. <laughs> I finally just <laughs> finished it um, to do that. So so just up the ladder, I have, I have a wine club right now. Uh, it's, it's two bottles that I pick. I actually partner with the Wine Exchange uh, for fulfillment. Okay. And we pick two bottles every month. Actually, I picked the bottles today. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, two bottles every month um, from known companies for example in one of our boxes we had Catena and okay. spotswood two two wineries okay. with over uh, you know 10 years i mean 100 yeah. years of history yeah and it's again to educate on the premium wines you yeah. know to to mend that gap and then i also do tastings i do sellers um i'm partnering i have a bunch of par- strategic partnerships up in Napa and, and sonoma and paso and santa barbara for like hotels and tasting so yeah. and then you know I know people at, you know, some jet companies, JSX and
1: STA jets, all that stuff. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Just so someone, let's say someone will use our town, Orange County, says, I'm going up to Sonoma yep. and I want an experience. So you'll set them up with JSX, get them, you know, fly into Oakland, get a car, they drive into Sonoma. You have a place for them to stay. You set up the, I'm, I'm, I'm making this up, but I think No, 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 right. no, yeah. And no. then you set up the wineries and probably a restaurant or two. Is that is that right, what the yeah, experience yeah. is? Yep. Okay. All right. And then how about locally? Maybe someone is having, um, I don't know, they want to do a, a, a corporate wine event or something, you could be the the Psalm and, and go through like a wine tasting or something along those lines. They call
2: me and I'm like, yeah, so I got this great guy, Bart. He can come here and <laughs> 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 he can hold it down. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So I just did a cool virtual tasting with uh, the, the NFL last week, which was oh, yeah? super fun. Yeah, it was all oh. the... Um, the director of player engagement for all 32 teams so that was pretty cool yeah And so now what the benefit of that is now they want it for their own teams now
1: so there are more players that are actually in twine.
2: there's a lot of players in but this was like so the director of player engagements is pretty much they do things for like the players outside of their sports like all these they do stuff for the wives they do stuff for you know families all these things or if a, you know they just provide multiple resources for football players outside of the actual okay. field so nice. all these the player engagement people were in these meetings so okay. now after experiencing this they're taking it back to their clubs yeah and so now my emails getting flooded like hey come do this for our team do this for our team yeah. so that's what's fun
1: yeah hey, here's a random question so a friend of mine here locally he became the I guess the Chaplain for the Packers um, years ago. So Troy Murphy. Troy Murphy. Buddy of mine. Good buddy. Dude, Troy is a man. He's cool, right? Troy is the man. Just him. He, so he just helped me. My son got married this last weekend, and um, long story short, they actually at, my son and his fiance asked me if I would marry them. I'm not a pastor. Uh, so I said, sure. So I was, uh, <laughs> I'm not a pastor, but yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so I went online, and I'm now legal to marry. You got ordained. Me. And so the first thing I did was I called Troy, who married my wife and I. No way. Yeah, we flew him from when you're my friend. I fly him from uh, Wisconsin to uh, Bora Bora, Tahiti, to marry us. Him and his Dude, wife. Dude,
2: lo- like he—he. He honor- this is all jokes aside. Like he was probably the, the, the most connected I was to uh, the Lord was through him. Yeah, oh, that is so yeah, interesting. I'm going to call him on the way. Back. So you probably know Mason too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mason Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Small I world, love huh? Love Troy. We, we used to go to his house or Mason's house and, and yeah. or Aaron Rodgers and we just hang out and, and we do fellowship. Yeah. yeah. Love That's Troy. So love Troy.
1: So Troy grew up out here. I don't know if you know that. Right. No, I
2: knew it was around here somewhere, yeah. but
1: I didn't know it was here. here. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Small world. I wasn't sure if the timing was right, but yeah. Yeah, no. Gosh. Troy. What up, Troy? Yeah. So um, when I called him a couple of weeks ago to help kind of prep me for this, this wedding that I <laughs> somehow took on. Um, so he's in a V-neck t-shirt and then he's, we're on a Zoom and I see behind him, it's, it's all white, completely white snow. And he goes, yeah, it's a balmy 26 outside. And he goes, I just got in from an hour walk with a hoodie and my sweatshirt walking my dog for an hour. 26.
2: Listen, as long as the sun's out and the wind's not blowing, it's all good. Yeah. Once the wind blows, then I'm in the house for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Forget about it.
1: Well, it sounds like you perform pretty well from your stats in the cold. Yeah.
2: You don't have a choice. Someone <laughs> asked me, they said, how do you guys do it? How do you play in that freezing cold? I was like, honestly, we get paid on Tuesday, man. <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> like the, that's, that's the only I motivation. Do. Yeah. I hear you. I feel you. All right. Will, how can people reach you if they need uh, you?
2: Yeah, honestly, the the, the best thing would be just to go to my Instagram, at Will Blackman. I just flood everything there. Uh, That's the best way for any announcements, any updates. Um, And then everything is linked to my other stuff that I do on there too. And then also I have uh, the Wine MVP podcast. Uh, You can get that on Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. And I just talk wine, sports, and whatever I'm ticked off about. Or excited about.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, I'm going to subscribe to that one. I like that. All right. Hey, well, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. No, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, of
0: course. All right. Thanks for everyone who have tuned in. We'll be back in the studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer, email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC-insured, not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.